0: What's up, everybody? It's Supreme Decisions here, and today I want to talk about something because a couple of days have gone by. I actually posted a video. Most of you guys, hopefully if you're not a part of the channel, you are a part of one of my social media connects where you've actually had an opportunity to see if it's not on my stuff, but it was on uh, Hell, I think it was on World Star or a few other platforms, but definitely Facebook, where Judge Michelle it had which I come to find out now was a car break-in and in the midst of doing that someone videotaped them watching the security footage of her husband and looks like their friend tackled the man and in the midst, in the midst of that her as well as her husband used racial epithets, to not only describe the man but she actually took it a step further and referred to the man as a roach well in the midst of that she was suspended off the bench she's left the country and I've got a lot of I guess comments and emails and even a few things that will be considered backlash in regards to even posting the video I actually find it funny because a lot of the times when we're having these conversations, which this video sparked, it's the use of a word, it's just a word, it's just a word, and they use a word, should, the ideas of the word should, the thing is, I also have this conversation several times, maybe even a week with people that kind of deal with the legal system and they use should they use it in reference to how the justice system should work, how police officers should be, or even how things should go. Well, well, Before I get into the actual context of today's show, I'm going to give you something. Yes, the ads. The first one is Urban Gero's Mediterranean Street Food. It's Mediterranean food with a street twist. Uh, What is it? 1550 North Zaragoza Drive. And it's in El Paso, Texas, 79936. And it is Sweet 202. And I apologize for giving you this stuff off the top of my head. But unfortunately, I didn't take proper notes and actually even bring them with me. Because I, for those of you that can actually see, I'm outside. And I want just to kind of be in an area where I'm free. Next ad. We're going into that burger spot number three. One of the best burgers that you'll ever eat. And your stomach will thank you. It's in Jonesboro, Georgia on South Lake Parkway in atl Georgia, stop in and make it your way and again great food and your stomach will thank you they also have one of the best impossible burgers so it also have vegan options so don't forget that so now what i want to talk about today is should versus reality A lot of times when we're using or we're involved in the midst of a lot of uh, shit, oppression, to say the least. There's generally done through some form of aggression is done through done in a means of just kind of, I say, placing someone else's feelings upon you. That's why you have these things such as gay rights you have affirmative action no child left behind you have all these things which kind of signify that there was a group or a select people of sense but we're forgetting we're all humans and that is one of the most lost rights because even when we're talking about the word that was used by Michelle Odinet and her husband while it for the most part is just a word but now we have to understand the context because Michelle Odinit is a she's an elected official so that means she's a servant to the people whether we like it or not there's no video of this young man breaking into her car and in that system that should be just which she is a servant to we can't call him a criminal because he has yet to be convicted he is presumed to be innocent until he is proven to be guilty now again there's no proof of his guilt that we have been seen, shown I'm going to say that one more time. There's no proof of any guilt that we have been shown. Yet, people were okay with her using this word to describe a person along with referring to him as a roach because he was a criminal that has yet to be convicted. But according to these same people, we should... Have a system that is fair and just. At what point does that fair and justness begin? Because we have this thing called a Brady violation. Because the prosecutors who should, who are also elected officials of the people, which means they're servants to the people, should want the truth. And they should want criminals off the street. But there's this thing called Brady. Because the reality is that oftentimes, more often than not, prosecutors don't care about the truth. You remember the conversation I had, even a video. Matter of fact, it's a podcast. Matter of fact, I spoke about it on a number of occasions. Tommy Sotomayor brought up this thing where he's not into law. That's not his thing. But he p- pointed out something, and he also asked a question. I'm going I'm to show you the first part because, again, he gave you the five tiers. And most people will probably not even remember that because I believe it was over a year ago. He gave you the five tiers. The people, the police, the defense attorney, the prosecutor, and the judge. Why is the judge last? I'm going to get into that because, again, the people who the judge is elected by to speak for them, the prosecutor who the people elect to speak on their behalf, the defense attorney, which the people pay to protect their rights, and the police officers who are paid by the people to protect the people and their rights. And the people don't fight back. The police don't know law. The defense attorneys don't defend. The Prosecutor does not care about evidence and the judge could care less. I could go through the shoulds, but again, the reality Is what we are living in. The judge should have been a professional, even in her home. The reality is, she wasn't. The judge should be above racial epithets. The reality is, her nor her husband weren't, and they were very casual and accepting of it. They should only be focused on the guilty being punished. The reality is they were making a joke and attempting to demean another human being. Then the reality of this person who was set up She only protected herself, not her husband. Then she made an excuse because she should not, if it's just a word, have to come up with anything. She should not have then blamed it on the alcohol and sedatives. Notice I just said she she did something. She blamed it on medication because she couldn't sleep. Yet she was wide awoke, laughing, and drinking. She should. I'm going to give you a story because that's what today is mostly about. Today is story time. I was living in Atlanta and. I'm 18 years old. I just moved out of my parents' home. First apartment, had a bunch of roommates. And I do mean a bunch, which is, you know, two. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things. I, I'm, I've always been kind of a to-myself type person, but had two roommates. In the midst of doing this, I went off to do some work with a, a new job I had. I believe it was Rooms to Go. I was working as a navigator, you know, basically sitting on the truck telling them turn here, turn there. Can we get, can we come deliver your furniture? That's what I did. Well, I ended up coming back a day early because again, we were getting ready to break our lease anyway, because we had been there and there were several things that weren't, you know, up to par now it has nothing to do with the story, except when I came back, I came back a day early. When I got there, my roommates were gone. The apartment was half empty. Well, as I went through the apartment, I noticed the only thing that was missing were my valuables. I'm As I'm walking out of my bedroom, my roommates walk in. And they were actually kind of thrown off. They thought I was upset and had thrown their stuff out. At that time, we had realized that we had been robbed. Here's the thing. At no point knowing that someone had broken into my home. Did I feel like giggling? It was a very somber moment. I didn't use any racial epithets to describe anyone when in fact While the police were at my my apartment, possibly the apartment in front of me that was being broken into at the time that the police officer was there was the same guy that had broken into my apartment. Because yes, while I was standing with the police officer giving a police report, someone was breaking into my neighbor's apartment while the police were there. Still wasn't gleeful. Still didn't find any joy in it. Even when that man was arrested, I was no longer comfortable in my home. I was no longer in a point to where I could find joy in that same place, which was just vandalized for whatever reason. Most people will find when someone rips something from them whether they're caught or not it's difficult to find joy because not only are they taking a material thing they're taking what's part of you. They're taking something that's yours. Now as we look at this, I want you to just sit down and think about it. I'm taking a sedative because I can't sleep. Someone breaks into your car. The first thing that comes to my mind is a racial epithet because we're able to catch the guy. I now attempt to demean him, and then I add alcohol to it. Now let, let me let me let me kind of clean that up a little bit. It was wine. It wasn't, you know, she wasn't out there drinking hard liquor, but it was wine. It was still alcoholic. But then whenever a video is released of me doing this, I only protect me. I don't protect those that are with me. Yeah, I, I did it because I was under the influence. Well, here's the second part of that. If I only protect me and two people are a part of it, guess what I've just done? That most people overlook and are okay with. They're okay with her throwing her husband under the bus. Yeah, he does. He says it all the time. Because again, it wasn't like it was a foreign word. Nobody gasped when it was said multiple times. They didn't get, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. You said the N-word once, twice, three, four times. In the span of less than a minute. The video I put up was less than a minute. It was said four times. And no one gasped, no one was shocked, everybody giggled. And she referred to the man as a roach. I spoke about how that's detrimental to her. Because now, does she think like that for everyone? Because what happens is, that's her character. Because she's okay with it. Because even if she didn't do it this time, she didn't say her husband didn't. She was okay with her husband speaking it. Everyone with her was okay with that that word. They were okay with it. But at the same time, even in a should situation. Why apologize and give an excuse? These are the things that we have to deal with because again, just like I spoke about in Brady v. Maryland, prosecutor has the burden of proof. Why? Because this young man is presumed to be innocent until he is proven guilty by evidence. The first part of that is now you get to confront your accusers. She is now a bad accuser. Everyone that has gone before her now has an opportunity to have their case reheard and possibly overturned. Everybody that she has had contact with the entire time she's been on a bench has an opportunity to now redress the state. Because of a word. Because of her character. Because just like when I talked about police character on trial, the judge's character is now on trial. Why? Because you have the right to confront. You have the duty to confront the accusers. Why? Because the funniest part and the irony of this whole situation is the fact that Louisiana was the very first state that I ever helped with a case in. That offered, that I found, is codified that the judge has to abide by, that the judge has to abide by. I'm going to say that one more time. The judge has to abide by if it's exercised, and that's the presumption of innocence. Why? Because in 1787, there was this thing that was written. I'm going to let it sink in because I want you to understand. This isn't a new thing. Just like most of the cases I speak about aren't new cases. These precedents have been set long before us. Long before our parents. Long before our great, great, great grandparents. Yet, we're still having ideas of should when in reality they should be able to follow something that was written 200 years ago 300 years ago should we wouldn't have a Brady v. Maryland if we followed Should. The reality is Brady is the one thing that most prosecutors attempt to break. Why? Because they program you that you cannot fight it and they can turn over anything they choose to. Yet, when I read off the law, people got upset with me because when I read it as it was written years before me, The attorney general, the state's attorney general is the only one that can deny you what you're asking for. And it has to be done in writing because the pen is mightier than the sword. Yet I'm the bad guy for being able to read, comprehend and apply. Yet I'm the bad guy for being able to read, comprehend, regurgitate and apply. But I should be the good person, right? Because I'm giving you information that was written for people that should be able to do this. Why? Because they've gone to school. They are the ones that sat up night after night and got these degrees. They passed the the the, the I can't even. I cannot remember the test now. But they went out and passed the test. But the guy that didn't go to law school is reading off law to you that's been written for 300 plus years. He's reading from law books that are in law libraries. He's regurgitating messages from One of the best law schools in the world, not just the country in the world, but he's the bad guy, not the people who should be protecting law, not the people who should be looking for the truth, not the people who should be deciding only on evidence. I want to give you something. Because this is actually written, it's something I'm reading. It's For those that can't see, I'm actually reading something. And it's from Georgetown Law. And yes, it was written in, I believe, 87. But the context of it is still the same. And I know a lot of people are going to be upset about it because I have the ability to read. Comprehend regurgitate and apply because they should know this they should practice this they should want this but war unto ye lawyers and that's for those that don't understand the context of what it is I'm saying because the bible predates all of this For ye are the keepers of the truth and you hide it from all why would that be written back then if what I'm saying now isn't part of should the practice itself is not something new but it should be practiced properly. Evidentiary presumptions in law act as shortcuts to rigorous proof. By means of an evidentiary presumption, a difficult-to-prove critical fact may be established by proving some other more easily provable subsidiary fact from which the critical fact may be presumed. This accounts for the popularity of these presumptions with trial lawyers. Now, what they say, say the evidentiary presumption. Now, I'm going to go into something else because you ready. One of my first videos, I spoke about Terry v. Ohio. I spoke in the context of it. Part of the steps, I believe it was seven Terry, Ohio, referred to a police investigation as a hypothesis. Most of us know it in science as an educated guess of what something could possibly might be. Then what happens is we attempt to perform or look for evidence to support our hypothesis. The problem is. That hypothesis is supposed to prove that you can do the exact same thing over and over and over and get the same result. The problem is, police officers are not trained to solve cases. Also, did a video where I spoke about in the podcast. Matter of fact, it was a podcast that spoke about police officers are trained. To generate revenue, which is why Jordan B. Prince They're using Stock language They have low IQs So How are you easily Training someone to do something When they don't have The, the mental Fortitude To I guess, what would you I'm, I'm trying to think of a turn the mental wherewithal to actually dig deep into something and be meticulous in finding these outcomes and making sure you're doing which is why i used to say two out of every three times a police officer makes a decision it's wrong so they're getting it right one out of three times then I actually did some newer research. And this came from the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Their actual research for the United States of America. Their police officers. Their numbers were actually worse. Police officers only write one in four times. So three times they're getting it wrong. Now, I'm going to give you the perception they give you, right? Because even when I'm going to get a little deeper into those numbers, but I'm going to give you the perceptions. One of the people we were talking about baseball, and he liked the fact that I brought up baseball numbers. And he said, well, Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron, they were great hitters and this, that, that, and the third. And they said, well, Babe Ruth homer 25% of the time. He also struck out three of the four times he got went up the bat. They celebrated the home run. They forgot about the mishaps. Yay, he hit a home run. He struck out three times. Yay, it's over the fence. He struck out the first three times he was up the bat. They want us to celebrate the one time that a police officer gets it right and forget about the three times that they quote unquote doing their job. You know how my guy said we're being punished for doing what we're trained to do. How Fred said in Virginia when he was planting evidence on 400 plus motorists We all do it. That's what we're trained to do. When I talked about Philadelphia police officers randomly stopping people for BS to fulfill quotas. When I talked about the Arizona police officers where 68% of the cops had multiple civilian shootings. So that means more than one. Now, we shouldn't have to have so many conversations on excessive force, especially when a police officer has seven non-lethal weapons at their disposal at all times. Yet, we're talking about most people have no clue what the word imminent means. Most people have no clue about it, what actual proper procedure is. I actually was told that police don't have a procedure, yet, the law does. Yet, when I was reading from the Philadelphia Police Department's Department Policy Handbook, it did. when I spoke about Derek Chauvin and the cardiac choke Minnesota had a policy that Derek ignored but because I'm able to read these things I'm the problem Although Derek should have known he can't leave his knee on someone's carotid artery for more than a minute and thirty seconds unless there was struggle. The three officers that was with Derek Jaivan should have known they are to intervene when they see that he's exceeding or going outside the guidelines of the the Minnesota police department's policy. They should. The reality is that's not what happened. Now, a lot of people even upset about George George Floyd is not a hero, exactly. Cool. George Stro- George Floyd was a straw Because I even spoke about George Floyd wasn't even the first person to be killed by police on that day. That was unarmed, unprovoked. I spoke about the military veteran that was killed in Houston. Unarmed, unprovoked by by Houston Police Department. Nobody talks about that. I spoke about other young men that was outside, even the young woman that was killed by police, unarmed. Yet, I'm the bad guy. Four of those five were on video. Four of those five were on video. But yet, we only saw one. And then we had to get pieces of one. We had to get pieces of from the police after the fact because there were people standing there recording it going live. Those were the videos that were available first. There were other people that was filming it from different angles. We even got a store video prior to the police. Although they should be giving that out because that's a part of department Hmm. policy. Yet that's not what happened. So when people tell me they should, there should be, there should be no weight given to a word. I did a video that actually said words have power. A lot of people didn't see that video. A lot of people that watched it didn't care about the video. A lot of people that watched it didn't even understand what it is I was saying. Because I was talking about the power of a word. Words have meaning. Words have purpose. Words have consequences. There's even a doctrine called the fighting words. But they're just words. They shouldn't cause anything. Yet, a word like fire can cause a panic. It can actually cause people to be injured. Freeze is a word that can be heard several times before people are getting shot in the back. Yet, it shouldn't be that. Because just like this, when we're talking about the shoulds, I put together a discovery package for people. I even told people if you ever have an issue, do this first. Let's. Excuse me, less than 1% of all people that I tell to do this or have do this actually do it. There's literally a video on it. Do this first. Step one, step two, step three. Less than 1% of people that have watched it have done it. Now I'm giving you something else, and it's called the revocation of presumptions. Why? Because it is not only a black white, a white right, it's a human right. You know, the right to be presumed innocent until you are proven guilty. Because that's how the legal system should work. You shouldn't be arrested. We shouldn't have a country that is like 130th in size. Out of 200 plus countries. We're 130th. But we house more than 25% of the world's incarcerated. We house more than 25% of the entire world's. We're we're beyond the top four. We're number one. But we incarcerate more than 25% of the world people that are incarcerated out of 200 countries We have 2.1 million people currently incarcerated. We have 841,000 plus that are in jails that have yet to be convicted. Yet They don't call you slaves no more. They call you criminals. This man. Is in jail. He has not been convicted. Yet people were okay with calling him a criminal. He was okay. With this woman calling him. A roach. They were okay with that. Yet. 840,000 people in a country where 80% of its occupants live paycheck to paycheck. Missing one paycheck creates homelessness, creates a criminal. Why? Because people's bare necessity is in one part of human nature. It's just what this judge did save thyself, self preservation because in the midst of incarcerating someone for a quota, they miss a paycheck or now they're missing a bill. Now they go into a system that's slanted against them because now it's inconveniencing them. I spoke about this and I showed you the Sun Sonnen video. I now am giving you they're on the street or they're behind. So eventually it leads to them Going to the streets. Going to steal. Oh, now they're criminal. This criminal act now. (laughs) recidivism. They don't call you slave no more. They call you criminal. I want you to understand. This man was called a criminal prior to being. Convicted of a crime. 840,000 people. Humans are in jail right now prior to being convicted of a crime. You have more than a million people every month. Actually, you have more than 1.9 million people every month on average that is pleading guilty to a victimless crime basically because they did not want to or attempt to confront their accuser due to programming due to the fact that they chose not to defend themselves they chose out of fear they chose for convenience they chose to do something they accepted something without evidence They chose to do something without proof. They chose to become a criminal. Without confrontation. When in fact they should. Have gone to court. They should have been convicted. With evidence. The reality is. 95% of people. Don't. 95% of cases never go before a judge when you watch the the jamie fox movie and it's still um oh my god jamie fox he did a movie and i can't is israel something esquire the entire movie was about bail reform actual bail reform because most people don't even speak up at their bail hearing. I myself was denied the ability to go in front. Why? Because I would make them prove that I am a threat to society. When in fact, when the, when the prosecution spoke, the judge, through self-preservation, put on the record, doesn't sound like he's a threat to society. It sounds like he is a threat to those who don't follow law. Still didn't give me a bond. That was actually sufficient, but he gave me, he eventually gave me a very high bond. But it was done through an accusation. Someone else's words. One of the things I actually forced them to do was bring proof, yet they was unable to do that. They didn't call me slave no more. They called me criminal. I was supposed to accept that. I was supposed to just go along with it. And one of the things that we often don't do, and I speak about more often than not, is confrontation. We're trained to not be confrontational. The Art of War actually speaks about the act of not confronting. But understand the application. It's to not fight. When you're confronting something doesn't mean that every confrontation is negative. Doesn't mean that every confrontation will end in a fisticuffs or a gunplay. The pen is mightier than a sword because even in the art of war, it speaks about two things. The greatest among us as generals win without ever firing a shot. also allots for you to make sure you're fighting someone that is a adversary because that's what we have we have an adversarial system you offer them a way out those are done through properly written dismissals understand that those are done through properly written dismissals because you have to understand being focused I'm not over here. I'm not over there. And no one cares about my side. So what am I speaking about? I'm speaking about should. Should places liability. This judge should not have been caught on tape. In her home. That's the first part of that. But she should not. Not have been so casual with using a word along with other family members, i.e. her husband. She should not have just protected herself. Because the reality of it is she left her husband out to dry. Her son is now off the LSU track team the repercussions of it is this is not a context of giggling. Even if she is upset with someone. The should of it should never be the degradation of others. Because at the end of the day, my title does not make me better than anyone. My skin tone does not make me above anyone. My affluence or influence does not separate me, other than location, from those that don't have what I have. Because when we're pleading for the burden, because burdens. The prerequisite of understanding presumptions in any civil criminal lawsuit, there is a pleading burden, a production of evidence burden, which is one of the things that we have to do as far as revoking all presumptions, you know, working in a system that should actually look for the truth. Because a lot of times I've actually heard this And you probably have as well If you want the truth Go to church The problem is It's not there either i will get into that But that's a whole not- That ain't even on this channel That's something else But It's not The truth has No business in the courtroom Because the law Don't care about the truth Either way I want you to understand The law cares about itself The law is selfish So when we're talking about the proof it's simple. What we should get is an opportunity to defend ourselves against any accusation that comes against us. Why? Because that was written in the 1700s. For those of you that are Bible thumpers it was actually ingrained in the Bible when we have a country that is said to be written and set upon the beliefs and ideology of this Bible that's set on Christian beliefs as it's stated or these biblical points we shouldn't have to question someone's character when they're saying they're speaking for the people we shouldn't have to worry about someone demeaning someone else and referring to them as a roach to make ourselves feel better we shouldn't be giggling at the downtroddenness of others yet the reality is That's what happened. When we are facing our accusers, we shouldn't have to tell them, give me evidence that I did this. Yet, there's actually punishment for the one thing that they get wrong the most. We shouldn't have to be forced to say, you know what, damn all of this. Damn everything that's been taught to us I'm going to do this and stand on my own and I'm going to stand up for myself. I shouldn't. It should not take the act of God to prove to someone I didn't do something if there's no evidence of me doing that thing. I shouldn't say that a police officer that works 14 hours Can become disoriented. Walk in someone else's home. And kill them in their home. And say a 14 year old child. Is in a higher standard. Than this police officer. When a 14 year old child. Is deprived of food. For 17 hours. These are things that the should and realities, they actually, to me, prove the should doesn't exist. Because there's no way in hell I can have an adult that's 40 years old lie because they think there's not a camera or a recording of it. Write down something fictional because they've tased someone multiple times that has a heart condition. Shot that same person with a beanbag at close range. Then shoot them in the, ch- in the chest through the arm. Because they're saying they're checking to make sure that same person is doing well. Making sure they are alive. because it shouldn't take a year when it's found to be a lie and flat out murder for there to actually be some sort of, of action taken it shouldn't it shouldn't have taken it should not have taken Four years for Rodney King to pretty much get the verdict that he deserved when it was videotaped that multiple officers was beating him. But it did. It should not have had an NFL lineman be tackled by a police officer. That's six foot four, dark skin, 300 pounds, and being told by a Las Vegas police officer that he will blow his MF and brains out when they're looking for a white male, 5'7, 180 pounds. It shouldn't. The reality is that happened when we're talking about the establishment of it because I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting ready to close with this because today is one of those days where if you're actually watching this, you probably see a little tear in, in, my, in my eye because I'm actually I'm, I'm getting angry because the one thing I hate, I hate victims. I hate these woe is me bastards. And I mean it the exact same way I said that. Because instead of fighting, you want someone to feel sorry for you. Instead of accepting, instead of accepting the simple fact that it's on video. It's on video. You want to say that you were done wrong. And that you should not have anything and every anything done and everybody else is wrong. It's everybody else's fault that I made a decision. Because at the end of the day, I want you to understand. Matter of fact, I don't care if you understand or not. I'm paying a picture. my my thing is I want you to see what I see and if you don't it's cool I want you to understand that because I don't live in the world of should I live in actual reality because my world people are being forced to do things that they don't want to do such as vaccinations the world should have a choice on what they want in their body. You have mandates for people that have certain jobs when in fact they should have an opportunity to be free to do what it is that they like. Instead of making a choice of keeping this job or because they actually made the choice of doing this job instead of doing it for myself. I want to help you make money. That's what that was a choice they made versus, you know, what? I'm going to make me money. I'm going to take care of this because whether we like it or not, everybody's not built to be self-sufficient. Everybody's not built to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's not built to go out and get it on their own. But they should be. Yet reality sets in is not. Because we have 75% of Americans that are working. They're getting up going to a 9 to 5 every day. You actually have a lot of mom and pops that are business owners. They're getting up going to work. So they're, so now we take that at what, to 83% because that's like 17% of Americans. So we now have 83%. Whatever that number is, I'm just throwing numbers out because none of this is actually concrete. I haven't looked up all of them recently, especially with the pandemic. They're probably even higher now. But what I'm saying is this. You have people that are taking on a different walk of life for whatever reason, and then you have the small business owners. They're becoming employees of their own business simply because... Lack of people that are actually trying to work because they're given the option not to. They're actually being incentivized not to. Just like the police are being incentivized to create crime, but we're also going back to everyone's making a choice. And they should be able to continue making that choice without someone forcing them to do it. Yet the reality is that mom and pop is going to the store or their business to keep that business running. They can't wait on Sally or John to come to work for their business to run. They have to make sure their business is running. That's the reality. They should allow people to come in and work. That's probably what they want. They want people to come in and work. That's not necessarily the reality of it. So again, we talk about the five tears that we got from Tommy Sordomayor. The people. The people should fight back. 95% don't. The police officers should know law, yet they're being punished for doing the things they're trained to do, which means they're not being trained properly to support or defend the law the defense attorneys have an obligation to vigorously defend the people yet there's actual suits and most people getting off death row for ineffectiveness of count uh, ineffective assistance of counsel the prosecutors should turn over evidence yet there's a thing called a brady violation The judges should be neutral. Yet we have a judge's character being brought into question. Why? Because she decided to use a word casually multiple times, degrade another human being and then protect herself and not those that are around her. While condemning this said person. Prior to any conviction. Should versus reality. I want you to catch that. So when the the next time you're sitting up and you're telling someone, well, you should do this. The reality is, is, that's not the world we live in. When you're talking about how something should go or how something should be. Understand, if it is to be, it should be me.